Blog Talk Radio. All right, we want to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus. We're so grateful to the Lord for everyone being here today. And uh, we're thankful that we're able to continue to uh, talk about this series that we have started <clears throat> on um, doing unto others. And, uh, of course, that's, uh, everybody refer to that as the golden rule. And you would think that it was, if it was such a golden rule, if it was, if it was something that uh, was so important that people would follow it, but it, we can tell uh, just in society and watching the news and how people are treating one another and just knowing in our own uh, personal uh, space with dealing with people um, that people are not following this. And so it's important that uh, we go over this and, and even believe it, as believers that we go over this and actually see what it means and look at it from God's eyes and from his perspective. And because I think a lot of times the mistake that we make is we're looking at things from our eyes and from our eyes and from our point of view, we are just, we can justify our actions, you know? And so <laughs> we live in a society today where uh, people don't want to be told um, to do the right thing. Uh, even when you feel like people are doing the wrong thing against you. And you can, you know, just in everyday life, you can see that in the, even in the flow of traffic, uh, if you, if the speed limit is 55, but everybody else is doing 65, then, uh, most, most people are tempted to go, go along with the flow of traffic. In other words, I'm not going to do the speed limit because I don't want to slow everybody else down behind me. So I'm going to go along with what everybody else is doing. And uh, that's kind of the lifestyle that people live today, even when it comes to doing unto others. Uh, we've taken on this mentality of, you know what, I'm not going to be the fool. I'm not going to be the one done in. I'm not going to be the one mistreated. I'm going to be the, the one that, you know, I, I, in other words, people feel like they've been sorted some kind of way if they do what they're supposed to do according to uh, the word of God. And so, Let's um, let's go real briefly to the sixth chapter of the book of Luke, where uh, we have been teaching from from the, for the last few days. Uh, the sixth chapter of the book of Luke, and we're going to start reading uh, at verse. We'll start reading at verse thirty. It says, "Give to every man that asketh of thee, and of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again." And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. You see that? And so this, this right here is letting us know how we are to act, not according to how people act towards us, but how we would want uh, to be treated. That's the way we treat others. That's the, what we do. We do the things. We do what's right even though other people may not be doing what's right. You see, let's go and keep reading. Verse 32, for if you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. So in other words, the Lord is letting us know that there has to be a difference between us and between sinners. There has to be a difference between his church and, and the people in the world. And that's how we stand out. That is, And not that we, you know, 
we're doing it for the purpose of standing out, but we're doing it unto the Lord. And so that is how the world and sinners recognize us is by how we treat one another and how we deal with one another. And the fact that we can deal with one another in love even when we are not getting that in return. And I'm telling you, just this simple concept here would fix a lot of marriages, would help a lot of marriages if if married couples, if one spouse would would treat the other spouse uh, right, uh, regardless of how they felt they were being treated. But oftentimes people return evil for evil, and so they're both evil. You see? And so uh, we have to be willing to do what this word says. I'm telling you, it would fix so many problems. A lot of things that we're praying about, those things would be fixed if we would just obey uh, if we would just obey the word here. So let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 34, And if you lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thanks have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. See? And so that's what helps us. In other words, why does he say we will be the children of the highest? We will we will look like him. When when somebody has a child, that child behaves like them, it looks like them, and have the, some of the same traits and things like that. And so uh, that is the reason why. We, that, in other words, what is he saying? This is what helps us to become more like God, when, when the way we treat people and the way we interact with people. That's what helps us more like God. Now, I'm going to tell you, we have to push against flesh to, to be able to do that. We have to have to silence that voice of of um, we have to silence that inner voice that's coming the letter to tell us uh, that we're fools for doing that and that we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't want to be used. And I'm telling you, that's one of the things that people deal with the idea that they're being used. You know, well, let me make this clear. You're not going to get through this life without somebody using you. You see that. And so um, uh, without being mistreated. And so we, we may as well follow the word of God. If we go through life trying to make sure that nobody's using us, to trying to make sure that nobody's running over us, you know, you become the person that's using them, see. You become the person that's mistreating them. And so we have to just follow this word and let the chips fall where they may and not worry about what other people think about it, you see, or what, uh, or how it may look to others, you see. All right, so verse 36, it says, Be ye therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. You see that? Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Give. Now, a lot of times, I've, I've heard pastors use this scripture, what we're, what we're saying here, uh, what we're talking about. Um, they, in verse 38, give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together. Uh, you know, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. I, I've I've heard preachers use this scripture uh, and, and use it to talk about money. Now, this is not talking about money. You know, now there are scriptures in the Bible that refer to uh, giving and you know sowing and reaping. That's that's actually dealing with giving of your substance and things like that. And, and it, it, it is a true concept. You reap what you sow. 
and that God gives seed to the sower. Now, those, those are biblical scriptures, but this scripture here in verse 38, Luke chapter 6, verse 38, this is not talking about money. Give, and what is it talking about? Mercy. Forgiveness. You see that? Look at what it says. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. So if you're giving mercy, if you're, if you're giving uh, right judgment, and if you are one of those people that you, and that you forgive and you want to lift people up, you know, instead of tearing them down when they have fallen, um, this is saying that when it's your turn, when you need forgiveness, when you need mercy, it will be given to you. If you are, if you are a merciful person, you see that, then you will receive mercy. That's what they're talking about. Given, it should be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. For Now listen what this says. For with the same measure that ye meet, with all it, it shall be measured to you again. See what that's talking about there? So with the same measure, high, however much forgiveness you have, that's how much give, forgiveness you will receive. If you, if you can forgive people of their trespasses against you or, you know, not hold things over people's heads, then you will receive the same thing. You see that? And oftentimes that is a lot of our problems, uh, you know, in the body of Christ. We condemn people. And then we walk around feeling condemned all the time and then and can't figure out, so why am I feeling condemned and can't get from under this dark cloud? It's because we can't forgive. You see that? It's because we we are not merciful. If we were merciful, we would receive mercy. Now, that's what this is talking about. So just real briefly, we're going to go look at a story in the Bible that deals with this. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to the, <clears throat> let's go to the 12th chapter of the book of First Samuel. Of Second Samuel, I'm sorry. We're going to go to the twelfth chapter of the book of Second Samuel. Actually, we'll start reading at the eleventh uh, chapter of Second Samuel, just to give you an idea of what is going on here. The eleventh chapter of the book of Second Samuel, uh, and we're going to start reading at verse twenty-six. And it says, "And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah her husband was dead, she mourned for her husband." And when and when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house, and she became his wife and bare him a son, seeing that David had done displeased the Lord. So of course you know that this story is dealing about is dealing about dealing with um, David sleeping with uh, Bathsheba, Uriah's wife, and you know from that point on she was also mentioned as Uriah's wife uh, after she was you know uh, even after Uriah was dead. And it, and it was a reminder, you see, that of, of how David got her. And so David uh, slept with her while Uriah was all fighting a war of God, you know, on David's behalf and uh, for, the, for the kingdom of Israel. And so he slept with her, uh, and she got pregnant. And then he tried to cover up her pregnancy uh, by getting Uriah to come home and trying, basically trying to get Uriah to sleep with his wife, but Uriah was such a pious man that he said, you know what, I, I'm not going to sleep with my wife because my soldiers are out there on the battlefield and they're not with their wives, so I'm not going to be in, even in the same house with my wife. I'm going to sleep right outside your doorstep. And so that's what he did. So when David saw that his scheme didn't work, in other words, him trying to cover up this thing that he had did, 
then he, he called for another man and said, look, when the war is going on, when the battle is going on, you make sure you put Uriah in the heat of the battle and uh, so that he don't get killed by our hands. Let's let our enemies kill him. And so that's what happened. He ended up dying, and, and his, his wife, uh, your, and his wife uh, Bathsheba, she mourns for him. But as soon as she's done mourning, David calls for her, uh, sends for her, and marries her. So now we pick up at chapter 12, verse 1. It says, And the Lord sent Nathan unto David, and he came unto him and said unto him, There were two men in one city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nursed up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup and lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd to dress for the wayfaring man that was come unto him, but took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And look at what this says. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said unto Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that has done this thing shall, shall surely die. Now, I think it's something here. <laughs> you pay attention. That this was right after David had had Uriah killed and then took Uriah's wife to marry her. Now, what the Lord is showing is Uriah's um, Uriah's attitude towards his wife. He loved his wife, and he, he he only had one wife, you see, and he nursed her just like this man nursed the lamb there in, in this story. Uh, but David was the other man, the rich man, had many had several wives already, didn't need somebody else's wife, you see that. But instead of him going and sleeping with one of his wives, he, he would rather take Uriah's wife. You see that? And so this was not long after. Now that lets us know that David was not paying attention to himself. You know, if he'd have been careful, if he would have been paying attention, he'd have been too he'd have been too ashamed to try to pronounce judgment on what somebody else did. So he wasn't looking at what his, his sin was. He wasn't looking at himself. In other words, this lets us know that he did not understand the impact of his sin or the gravity of his sin. And a lot of times when people are judgmental, now we're not talking about judgmental as as far as judgment, righteous judgment. I think the word of God speaks for itself, and so we have to speak that. But we're talking about from a personal standpoint. When we're judgmental, when we're unmerciful, it's because we are not weighing in the things that we had to receive mercy about. When we can walk in unforgiveness towards people and try to hold things over the heads of people, it is because we do not realize the gravity of our needing forgiveness, of the fact that we had to receive forgiveness. So we're overlooking that, you see that? And so here David, he moved right from uh, sleeping with this man's wife, trying to cover it up by getting the man to sleep with his wife, and then when the man is too honorable to do that at that moment, he tries to, he has the man killed and then marries the man's wife. So we move right from that to David pronouncing judgment on this fake man. <laughs> in other words, pronouncing judgment on what this, in this story, the man that, that Nathan is talking about in this story. 
Look at what it says, verse 5. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. Isn't it something we can get indignant about what other people have done? Uh, but then we want mercy, you know, concerning what we've done. You see that? We can do some things and, and, and okay, God, forgive me. Okay, thank you, Lord. I'm forgiven. And then as soon as we hear a story about somebody, or, you know, we know about a situation, we're ready to rain down God's fire on them. You see that? And that's not that's not God's will. We do unto others as we would have them to do unto us. In other words, before you speak anything against anyone in judge in a judgmental manner, before you are tempted to not show mercy and to, to walk in unforgiveness, you put yourself in their shoes. How would I feel if I had done the same thing that they've done? Would I want mercy or how would I want people to treat me? Would I want them looking at me from the street? And so we have to, that's, that should be our mindset, to walk in the shoes of other people. That's basically what it's telling us to do. So verse 5, and David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord liveth, the man that has done this thing shall surely die, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, thou art the man. What is he saying? You, you just pronounced judgment on yourself, David. Now, isn't that something? That's what we do when we choose to walk in unforgiveness, when we, we are t- literally pronouncing judgment on ourselves when we judge other people. You see that? That's exactly what we're doing. Whatever we dish out, uh, that, that same thing will come back to us. You see that? Look at what he says, verse 7. And, they, and Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus said the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, and I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore, in other words, David, I would have given you, if, that, if I hadn't given you enough, I would have given you more if you had just asked, in other words, what he's saying. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. You see that? Thus said the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives from before thine eyes and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. For thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. Isn't that something? We can walk into that. We can walk in that, that life of condemning others. Uh, we can hold grudges over the heads of people, but I'm telling you, uh, we open up the door for God's judgment on us. And not only that, but we open up, and I, I'm telling you, the louder we are about condemning people, about not showing mercy, the, the louder God will be to expose us. You see, that that's why it is important that we love people, that we forgive them, that we don't hold things over their heads when they have fallen. We should be, we should be a restoring people and reconciling 
people unto God, not pushing them down and holding them down and keeping them there. You see that? That's what society does. But we as believers, we are not to do that. And so if we're not careful, uh, the, the same way that we condemn people, you know, even if whatever it was that they've done, God will make it louder in our lives because our mouths are, were the ones that were used to, to condemn. Our hearts were the ones that were used to not forgive and to show mercy. And so one of the reasons why, and, and I want you to think about this, and I'm, and I'm talking to you at GTD Ministries especially, one of the reasons why so many of us um, have a problem with forgiving ourselves is because we have not forgiven others. You know, God will even take away your sense of restoring yourself when you can't restore other people. If you're one of those people, if somebody crosses you and you just hold it over their heads or somebody do something wrong in your mind and you hold it over their heads, do you know that what you're really doing is holding something over your own head and you will walk around feeling condemned all the time? You see? You see, whatever, however you feel as a person, um, if you're one of those people, you feel like you have to prove something to people and you're concerned with what people think about you, you ever stop to think that that's there because of the way you think about other people? You ever stop and think that you're concerned with what people think about you, you know, and, and, and in other words, you're not wanting to be condemned by people? You ever stop and think that that's being returned to you because of your actions, because you have sown that seed? In other words, you have a hard time getting over people's past. You have a hard time of letting go of what people have done, and you're the one that actually is holding things over people's heads, and that's why you walk around feeling condemned and worried about what people think about you. You see that? Think about that now, that those two things, they go hand in hand. If you blown to God and sincerely blown to God, then God has given you the ability to forgive yourself he has given you the ability to not worry about what people think about you. But, see, if you've blown to God and you're still struggling in that area, it's possible and very likely that you yourself have a hard time forgiving people, that you yourself are not merciful, that you yourself are, uh, are holding things over the heads of people. You see that? Now, that's something for us to think about as believers. Let's do a heart check this morning. Let's ask God, God, show me what it is that's in me that, that's causing me to, to, to deal with what I'm dealing with. Lord, help me to forgive. In fact, let's go, let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for speaking to us plainly, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that you will help us to see what you're saying to us today. Lord, I pray that this message uh, break through into the lives of people, into their hearts, Lord. Help us to find those areas in their hearts, Lord, that may not be right, uh, that may not be lining up with your word, Lord. I pray, Lord, that people will receive this answer that they have prayed for, God. And I ask, Lord, that you will help us to walk closely with you, to be merciful, Lord, to be forgiving, Lord, and to to continue uh, to, to not judge others, Lord. Help us not uh, to walk contrary to your word. God, I pray that you will give us merciful hearts, Lord. Give us the ability to put ourselves in the shoes of other people, Lord, to walk in, to walk where they have been to, so that we can help them and extend mercy to them, Lord. 
we ask that you will give us more of you, Lord, so that your forgiveness that you have shown to us can shine to others as well. Lord, we pray right now for every individual that has heard this message, Lord, that you will shine the light in their hearts and expose the darkness that's there, that you will help us all, Lord, to come to that conclusion that your word has final authority, Lord. And we know that if we have received mercy, that we should be merciful, Lord. The fact that we have received forgiveness from you, Lord, shows that we should forgive others, Lord. Help us to know how uh, to walk according to your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, so we pray that you have been blessed by this message and and uh, that you will take heed to this message. And now the Lord is speaking to you directly. It, it, you know, if you're walking around with that dark cloud over your head, if you're afraid of what people think about you, if you're walking around uh, feeling like nobody's merciful to you, or the, all of these things, that these emotions that people deal with when they are especially self-focused, um, you need to ask yourself, have I been forgiving towards people? Have I been merciful towards people? You know, if you walk around feeling like people are judging you, you need to ask yourself, have you been the judge in the lives of people? Or have you turned them over to the righteous judge and, and you yourself walk in forgiveness? You see that? Let, let's ask ourselves that so that we can uh, get to the root of the heart of the matter in our own lives and, and make sure that we're right with God in that aspect. All right, so we thank you again for joining us. We pray that this has been a blessing to you. And we look forward to sharing more of God's word with you and hearing from you about this message. In the uh, name of Jesus, we thank you so much. And um, we look forward to sharing this word with you again tomorrow. Have a blessed day.